0: Love Talk Radio. Change will not come if we wait for some other person or if we wait for some other time. We are the ones we've been waiting for.
1: Every day and night Bye-bye, so long Farewell Bye-bye, so long
2: Well, good evening and welcome to another episode of the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Hey, uh, let's take care of our business here. Today's date is July 25th, 2012. I can be found right now in beautiful Pembroke Pines, Florida. United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun, and welcome Everyone, Um, as G-Ski 2020 radio stole from me, I heard him say it, words to the effect, the other night, welcome, and thank you for being here. You don't have to be here, there are plenty of other things you could be doing, but you chose to listen to my program, probably just sitting there, waiting patiently, listening to my melodious voice, or... You have me on in the background while you're doing the laundry, servicing the wife, or...
3: (laughs) Family, been playing... Whatever.
2: (laughs) Whatever you got going on. Um, So let's get this party started. We talked uh, on a previous broadcast about evil, resentment, and human nature. And we don't We don't need a scientific study to conclude that evil is always among us. As long as humans exist in this world, there will be evil. You can see it on a daily basis and most recently in Colorado. Or at least read about it. The evil that men do lives after them the good is often in turn with their bones, once observed by Mark Antony in Julius Caesar. And as the Shadow Radio program used to remind me, who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Recent science, uh, science investigations... I have suggested that one very special human evil, envy, is hardwired into our brains. A new study on convictus adults explains why other people's possessions always seem better From the cars we drive, our girlfriend, or our wives, someone else's girlfriend, someone else's wife, someone else's house. Seeds of this desire are sown in what's called a mirror neutron system. It's a part of the brain that is activated in a similar pattern, whether a person is performing an action or merely watching someone else do it. Mimetric mimetric desire was first articulated by the French philosopher René Girard in the 1980s. Envy can be spread among people like a disease, a force that explains much behavior, especially the type of behavior that we see today. Now, French neuroscientists have verified the phenomenon and even attempted to explain how it happens. Envy. Desire to possess what another man has, or another woman, if you insist, is the cause of violence and all types of barbarity on this planet from first recorded history. Now, it's true that some commit violence simply for violence's sake. But in the course of, in the overall scheme of things, that it's a rarity. It's usually, violence is usually perpetuated Because someone has something that another person wants, and they're willing to do whatever it takes to get it. It's the reason why we've had so many wars over the course of recorded history. So much violence. You have something I want. And if you won't give it to me, I'm going to take it. And if you resist, then I'm going to have to kill you pretty much the case now where am I going with this well we we're trying to understand all of us why the young man who Perpetrated this heinous crime that we've heard, read, and seen so much about over the last couple of days, why he would do such a thing. But we also wonder why, in a political sense, why President Obama still enjoys relatively decent poll numbers, even after admitting. Even after we got yet another glimpse of his socialist, Marxist, communist, whatever you want to call it, views regarding small businesses. Now, I said over the last week or so that we conservatives are going to be dining out on Obama's revelation because that's what it is. He revealed who and what he really is. For months now, all the way up to the election, I thought that those of us in the not-so-mainstream media, blog talk, internet radio, bloggers everywhere, we'd keep it going for a while, and then it would die down. Like almost everything – every stupid mistake that Barack Obama has made, every idiotic utterance has pretty much dissipated. You know, it has life for a few hours, you know, a couple of days, and then, you know, he's back to being Jesus again. Do you feel my pain? The guy can pretty much do no wrong. Am I right? But for some reason, this latest gaffe... This latest effort on Obama's part simply will not go away. It won't. Because what Obama has done is he struck to the very heart of what Americans, all Americans, rich, poor, middle class, upper middle class, the idea that we are exceptional… That we are special. And that at any given time, all you really need is an idea. Just an idea. And you can go from the outhouse to the penthouse. In no time at all. That's what America has always been about. You can start off poor. Almost every wealthy American titan, every wealthy mover and shaker that has ever been produced in this country, and I can say that with great certainty, 99% of those folks were dirt poor, the DuPont family, the Guggenheims, everybody, you name them all, and they started out with pennies in their pockets, if that. And they worked their asses off to become rich and powerful. They weren't born with millions of dollars in their pockets. William Randolph Hearst is one of the few men, or was one of the few men, who was born into wealth, and he wound up creating even more wealth. Most of the men whom we know throughout history, the history of this country, who created wealth, didn't come from it. It's one of the things that a lot of us hold dear, that at some point, at any given time, we can go from our meager $30,000, 40000 jobs to being rich beyond our wildest dreams and set for life. If we work hard enough, if we come up with an idea for a product that people want to buy, we can become rich beyond our wildest dreams. Obama is saying that we didn't get there by ourselves. Obama's saying that somebody else did that. I've got a really cool. <laughs> Uh, a re- a really interesting um uh, campaign uh audio I'd like to I'd like to play for you it's called the obama campaign versus the president's own words and you can find the video version of it on fox nation in the meantime take a listen to this you may find it to be hilarious.
4: Okay, fans, let's go to the fumble of the week. Barack Obama drops the ball on his own one-yard line. If you've got a business,
0: that, you didn't build that. Somebody else made that happen. The
4: Team Obama contests the call. Actually, he didn't say that.
0: When my words around, it starts kind of splicing and dicing.
4: Those ants taking my words about the small business out of contact.
0: Watch, watch the uh, the, uh, the tape. You heard the man. Let's go to the tape. You didn't build that. Somebody else made that happen. Oh, uh,
4: nobody else made that happen. Watch, watch the tape.
1: You didn't build that. Somebody else made that happen.
4: Sorry, Mr. President, the tape's pretty clear. You're just out of touch, out of ideas, and you're out of there.
2: It's quite hilarious. I uh, we're back with the C Robert Jones Situation Report. Welcome back. It's quite hilarious. I urge you to go to Fox Nation and take a listen to the uh, to the hilarious, uh, w- w- very well done video audio. It's uh, you, I think you're going to love it. Now we live in interesting times, folks. By the way, the call-in number is 347-884-8500. We live in interesting times where the president of the United States of America seeks to divide us. Now, it's not in his job description to be a uniter, to unite the country. But it is good policy to unite us, to be a uniter, to bring us all together as best he can. We're not always going to agree on everything. Even if the president were a Republican, we wouldn't always agree. I think that's fair to say. But what does it say about our days in time, the last days in time, I believe, When the president of the United States, indeed the first black president of the United States, takes it upon himself to drive a wedge purposely for his own nefarious purposes, pitting American against American, me against you, rich against poor, black against white… I mean purposely envy. Now, I don't go in much as much as I used to about, you know, uh, coupling revelation, the book of revelations with what's going on today in our day and time and with history and with this current administration. I know when we first started doing our blog talk radio shows, we wondered quite, quite aloud whether or not Barack Obama was the Antichrist. But think about this. Just for fun. We've suffered unprecedented global catastrophes. The weather has been unpredictable from one day to the next. One day here in Florida, a couple of days ago, it was ice cold. The next day, it was smoking hot. One day, two days out of the week, it's storming, lightning, thunder. The next day, clear. We've had uh, wars and rumors of wars. And now we have a president in the United States who seeks to divide us. Using one of the seven deadly sins. Envy. Envy. Wealth envy, to be exact. Now, a key point about envy is that it is never directed toward that which is bad. Rather, it is a hateful attack on the good. People who specialize in envy, like our president usually don't really want the good things the other person has as much as they want to ensure that the other person doesn't have them or that they don't get to keep them does that sound familiar if they do desire someone else's possessions that desire comes in a distant second to the to the, 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 the to the desire to destroy the good that others have i e taxing the witch. They're going to have to pay a little bit more. Oh, they can keep their corporate jets. They're just going to have to pay a little bit more to ride them, Obama said. Now, envy is the underlying emotion behind the Marxist troop. And I quote, from each according to his ability to each according to his needs, end quote. The enlightened, the morally bankrupt among us have always believed that economic self-interest means simply voting yourself a share Of the money. Earned by others. Hence. You didn't bill that. You didn't. Someone else did that. He said. I'm always struck. By those people who. Well. You know the rest. (laughs) You know the rest. Because. As. We've been saying all along. We're going to be dining out on this. This. This idiocy for the next three months. And Obama is doubling down. Unemployment looms at 8.2%. The economy is sputtering and going down the crapper. And Obama says just today that we tried our plan, and it worked. Don't believe me? The guy has balls as big as church bells, I'm telling you. (laughs) I'm going to play the clip for you because I know – you're saying to yourself, "Really? No, Doc. Come on. He didn't say anything so stupid. Not again. Did he actually say that his plan is working? Well, yeah, he did. And I'm gonna play the clip for you right here and now. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. The call in numbers 8500
0: To be at the Fox Theater. There are a couple of people I want to acknowledge. First of all, one of the finest members of Congress, we've got your own, Barbara Lee's in the house. Another outstanding member of the California delegation, Pete Stark is here. Your own mayor, Gene Kwan, is here. Let us see is in the house. And when he came home, was rewarded with a chance to go to college on the GI Bill. And, and I think about my grandmother, who while my grandfather was gone, already had my mom, was baby, and uh, was Rosie the Riveter. She, she worked on a bomber assembly line. And, and when, they, uh, when they married and after my grandfather came back, they were able to get a home uh, with the help of an FHA loan. And if I met a, a working couple, i think about Michelle's parents, especially her dad, who almost never missed a day of work at the water. All
2: right, that's enough of that. I can't stand to hear the man's voice. It's like one of those railroad spikes. Going across a, a, a chalkboard, I, I can't do it. So I'm just going to go ahead and read what the clown said. Discussing his economic policies at a fundraiser in Oakland, in California, Monday night, President Obama told supporters that we tried our plan and it worked. What the hell? What plan was that? He said, we tried that, and it didn't work, Obama said of Mitt Romney's proposed tax cuts and spending cuts, which he dismissed as Bush-style top-down economic policies. He went on to say, just like we tried their plan, we tried our plan, and it worked. He said, that's the difference. That's the choice in this election. That's why I'm running for a second term. Damn. If that's the choice, you idiot, speaking of Mr. Obama, then you're done. Because you suck the sweat off a dead man's balls. You've got to go. If that's the difference, if that's the choice in this election, then the hell with you. We'll send your ass packing November 3rd, back to wherever the hell you came from, whatever hole you crawled out of, and you can just go. Obama made these comments in Oakland, where the unemployment rate is 13.7%, and the national unemployment rate is 8.2% up from 8.1% in May for the second straight month. You've got to have some big-ass balls. You've got to have balls as big as church bells to stand in Oakland, California, which I think is about to be shut down or going bankrupt or something, and say some wild, crazy stuff like that. I mean, you have got to have – you've got to have a pair. You've got to have a pair like click clacks. Let me read – he said we <laughs> – uh, ballsy? Yeah, yeah. He, he said we tried that and it didn't work. He said of, of Mitt Romney's proposed tax cuts and spending cuts. Which he dismissed as Bush-style top-down economic policies. Just like we tried their plan, he said we tried our plan and it worked. I guess it did work. If you want the country to suffer in anguish, with high unemployment, and uh, the, the the we're about to you know go into fiscal default and collapse, if that's if, if his plan. Was to bring America to its knees, spiritually, morally, financially. Well, well, I guess I guess his plan worked. I think I would rather take uh, the the tax cuts and the spending cuts instead of uh, say Occupy Wall Street, the policies of envy and division, uh, high unemployment. Uh, half the country on food stamps or some other government handout despair low wages housing market still suffering I think I guess if Obama's saying that this is what he really wanted, if this was all part of his master plan and it worked then yeah, I suppose he's been a success I guess so. I don't know. What, what do you think? I guess he's a success. He's, he's done what he wanted to do. We try. He said we tried their plan. Well, we'll take a short break and we'll come right back. By the way, you're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report, and I am your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. We have a call on the line, and we'll get back to him. We'll get, we'll get to him as soon as we come back. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Uh, hello?
0: Mr. President, this is Jimmy Carter. Uh, how'd you get my number? The, the vice president gave it to me. Oh. Well, I just learned your poll numbers are lower now than mine were at the same point in my administration. But I want to encourage you to press on. Just like I did. Remember, today is the first day of the rest of your presidency. Why, in three years, this terrible moment will be forgotten by the American people. Oh uh, really? Absolutely. By then you'll have runaway inflation, double-digit interest rates, and a crazy Ayatollah you can't appease no matter what you do. Uh, thanks for cheering me up, Jimmy. And another thing about the Iranians.
4: Please join the hit hit squad of dynamic radio hosts on Internet Talk Radio. Starting at 8 p.m., listen to the Situation Report with Dr. C. Robert Jones of Gojo Media. Dr. Jones is a retired Marine officer and holds a Ph.D. in history. Come check out his show weeknights from 8 to 9 9 p.m. Eastern Time. From there, stay on board with the 2020 Network, alternating between G-Ski Rocks and his show, live and direct, and David Graham of Stay Mad Radio, taking you to bedtime with wit and wisdom, and class and clarity. Join this nightly tea party family and bring your friends, Monday through Thursday, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. What to do 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 on Friday. Well, keep your internet radio routine with Tesla's great show, Socialism is Not an Option.
1: Socialism is not
4: an option. The Roundtable Roundup Edition, where you can call in and vent your frustrations from the week. An open line discussion where other radio hosts and listeners call in and let us know what's on their mind. Every Friday at 9
5: p.m. Eastern. Out of respect, they gave him the Nobel Peace Prize without him doing anything, and he took it. He changed health care for millions of Americans, even though they liked what they had. He says he will tell Iran to quit making nukes, and they will stop, because he is just that good. To him, the Supreme Court is nothing but an unelected group of people. You want president? He is the president. He picked Joe Biden to be his vice president, just to show that he doesn't really need one. He wants us to believe no one else in America would have made the bin Laden call. He is the most arrogant man in the world. <laughs> I ultimately get what I want. Stay ignorant, my friends. <laughs> time pops with excitement, start to finish, as callers argue passionately their point. Jermaine and Cool Mike host this sizzling two-hour c- cage match while keeping the show just this side of sanity. Dangling over the edge, Conservative Prime Time is one of our most popular shows. You can listen, or if you're brave enough, call in and make your point. If you think you can debate today's political discourse, call Conservative Prime Time,
0: weeknights
5: at 11:30 on the WaWo Radio Network.
0: is your answer. Somebody helped to create this unbelievable American system that we have that allows you to thrive. If you've got a business, that you didn't build that. Somebody else made that happen. There's new energy to harness. New jobs to be created. New schools to build. And threats to meet. Alliances to repair. The road ahead will be lost. That, you didn't build that. That you didn't build that. Somebody else made that happen. That you didn't build that. Somebody else made that happen. understands that jobs must come from growth in a vibrant and vital system of free enterprise.
5: I'm so proud of our system of government, of our free
1: enterprise, where our incentive system and our men who head our big industries are willing to get up at daylight and work till midnight to offer employment and create new jobs for people. I have faith
0: Through our system of democracy and free enterprise, the United States has achieved remarkable, unbelievable progress.
4: Small business is the gateway to opportunity for those who want a piece of the American dream. But Wouldn't it be nice to hear a little more about the forgotten heroes of America? Those who create most of our new jobs, like the owners of stores down the street, the faithfuls who support our churches, synagogues, schools, and communities, the brave men and women everywhere who produce our goods, feed a hungry world, and keep our families warm while they invest in the future to build a better America. That's where miracles are made, not in Washington, D.C. If
0: you've been successful, you, don't, you didn't get there on your own.
1: You, you didn't
0: get there on your own. I'm always struck by people who think, well, it must be because I was just so smart if you've got a business that you didn't build that somebody else made that happen
1: there is nobody in this country who got rich on his own nobody you built a factory out there good for you but i want to be clear you moved your goods to market on the roads the rest of us paid for
0: when you do well everyone else says well i promise you this i will never
1: demonize you as business leaders and business owners. The work you do or for the opportunities that you create because I think we should not be blaming you. We should be thanking you.
2: All right, we're back with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. I love it. <laughs> You didn't build that, baby. You didn't do that. Somebody else did that. Damn. We're going <laughs> to We're going to ride that like a like a damn rented mule. And rightly so. Barack Obama is a moron. And an idiot and a socialist and a Marxist and a communist he's all three of those things and they're all rolled up into a big ass ball you know and I didn't even get into my monologue of Barack Obama conning uh, you know all of America which was the title of the show but we'll get back into that a little bit later let me just go ahead i just going to go ahead and, and take my call.
3: I'm going to call online.
2: Caller, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report.
3: Hey there, C. Robert. How you doing, man? It's hey, Bob. I'm good. I'm good. Who's this? It's Bob, USMC. Bob, what's going on, man? Oh, not much. Uh, you were uh, talking about the... Uh, um, you know, people, uh, Obama and his economy, uh, lack of performance and all that, and uh, people, yeah. you know, going through tougher times. And it uh, just kind of reminded me that, um, you know, Obama recently said that uh, he, he just needs to do a better job of telling the story, you know, so that people don't feel so bad about things. And and he also mentioned very recently, recently as well, he said, quote, we need more bottom-up economics. How does that work? Bob, bottom
2: work. work. If you don't have any
3: money, how's
2: that? How's the money going to flow up?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Hire me, please, Mister Food Stamps Recipient. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) You know what? I often thought. You know, I feel I feel Obama's pain right now because I've often thought to myself, when I when I when I screw up and say something really stupid, or reveal my true feelings. When it didn't actually turn out the way I wanted to, I've often said to myself, Bob, and perhaps you have also, man, maybe I could have done a better job <laughs> of telling that story. Maybe I could have. Maybe. <laughs> <Could've> lied better. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, how many times have you been on the phone with your girlfriend and you had an argument and then and, and then you you, know, you hung up and you said, "Man, I wish I I wish I had said I had something else I wanted to say too." You know, I wish I could have. <laughs> I, you know, I just thought of something else I could have said. Come on. Come on. Yeah, I, we understand. I understand, Mr. Obama. I've heard him say this a couple of times. Maybe he hasn't gotten his message out, you know, or his message wasn't understood, and that's his fault because he wasn't able to convince us, you know, of, of his point of view because, quite frankly, his point of view sucks all to be damned. <laughs>
3: right. But, and, but you know what's it? hmm I'm sorry. You know what's interesting, Doc? Though uh, he had Anita Dunn in his administration, who uh, was on getting interviewed, and she said, uh, "We uh, we controlled the media. We uh, we gave them what we wanted them to uh, to uh, put out there, and we controlled the media, just like you know communist regimes throughout throughout history have always done, like Pravda and Tass." So it's like, man, you had this person controlling the media, and you still couldn't get your message out there, Mr. Obama. What's up with that? <laughs> well, you know what? Here's the thing. If I were if I were a media representative
2: or or or, or a company like MSNBC or 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 you know any of those liberal Politico or, or or New York Times, and I heard her say that, it would be on like Donkey Kong after that. Yeah. I mean, I would go out. Americans are are known for being you know. Getting pissed off at that kind of stuff, you know right. we don't like to be played, and we don't like to be controlled, right and one would think that after hearing that, all hell would break loose, and all bets would be off,
3: yeah, and the gloves the, would come off yeah, you'd think the media would you know you know have an independent streak, they like to label themselves as the watchdogs, you know <laughs> but <laughs> that's, it's funny. that's
2: that's what they advertise themselves as being for for decades.
3: Exactly. Exactly, and uh, it's interesting because uh, I think it was just yesterday, or the day before, um, Obama's administration came up with another one, um, where Joe Biden was going to be given a speech, and they wouldn't let the reporters tweet anything, you know, use Twitter until after the speech was completely done. And then a few months back, they wanted them to all have to use only the computers that were, you know, that they wanted them to use. So it was like total, you know, trying to control the media. Like you know what?
2: You, you, you know what, Bob? I'm not surprised. And what I am surprised at is that the fact that the media doesn't – the mainstream media doesn't feel used <laughs> and then say, what? okay, you know what? Are you using me? I, I'm helping you out, dude. And you're saying that you're using me and that you're in control? Right. Then boom. Game over now. But that's not what ha- that's not that's not what's happening. They I mean they're enjoying being used.
3: Yeah, well, we both know, you know, they're complicit. They're activists themselves. So
2: <laughs> you you're right, Bob. One of the really cool things um you know, one of the one of the things that that, that the American people uh the, the majority of the American people have uh is the 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 internet uh bloggers, uh, radio shows, uh, tweeting, YouTube. I mean there there's a variety of ways of getting the truth um for for any of us as opposed to what the mainstream media used to put out. I remember, you know, and I think perhaps you do too, when there were only three major networks, ABC, yep. NBC, and CBS.
3: Right, exactly, and PBS you had a little bit of too. We had a little bit TV. of
2: Yeah, we had a little bit of PBS and then we had Something called
3: newspapers. Remember those? Yep. Oh, yeah. Newspapers. <laughs> yep. Oh. And, and and speaking of the print media there, I, I saw on Drudge to uh, was it today or yesterday that Newsweek is going to only digital. No more print for Newsweek magazine.
2: Yeah. That I mean that that is uh I, I didn't find it to be shocking. I you know, I I kinda knew this stuff was coming along because it's been you know, folks have been talking about it for a long time, but you know, I didn't think that Newsweek would be the first. You know, a lot of newspapers have gone, um, gone, gone. You know, have, have, are making the transition, you know, to digital, uh, right. digital media. Uh, they, they're slowly making that transition where they're offering, uh, you know, subscriptions online and all that. They've been doing that for the last, you know, fifteen, uh, ten, ten years or so, but never, not, not, never have. Never until this time has a, a a print publication gone completely digital after being
3: you know uh, you know in in print. You know? Right. Yeah. And I remember magazine. Mm-hmm. And that's just so well known. It's been around forever. Over here uh, in, in Baltimore, well, I'm near Baltimore, but you pick up a Baltimore Sun in the, in the grocery store or whatever. And the last few years, they've gotten smaller. They literally are making them mm-hmm. smaller and. They're much thinner than they used to be. So that tells you to lose in all kinds of revenue on oh, no uh, advertising.
2: <laughs> you know they what, hate.
3: Bob? I, I once worked, I
2: I'd left the Marine Corps briefly. Uh, It was a big mistake. I left the Marine Corps after my first uh, my first tour. I wanted to, you know, get married, and uh, the Marine Corps wanted to send me to Okinawa for three year for three year an eighteen month unaccompanied tour or a three year tour with my my then my my new wife. And uh, I I decided I didn't want to go to Okinawa. I did not want to go to Camp Hansen, Okinawa. I didn't want to do it. So I left the Marine Corps for just about, you know, just under that ninety day limit and i worked for the chicago tribune as a typesetter uh for uh for for a uh, reserve lieutenant colonel who was in the who the composing room manager and uh, i was a typesetter uh, there and i, I remember having a, a PICA ruler which i still have somewhere around here and uh, and 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 putting the, the the newsprint together by hand uh and then sending them down to the to the print room and the press and all of that and um I got tired of that pretty quick and I went back, you know, back to the core and I, I never looked back, but you know, for a while there I worked in a newspaper in typesetting, printing, uh, all of that and you know, that stuff is now gone. You know, it's pretty much finished now. You yeah. know, and the pica ruler that I have, uh, you know, 20 years from now some some young person is going to look at that and say, "What the hell is that?" What is that used for? You know? What was a newspaper? <laughs> yeah, what was, was it? Did they actually make them out of paper. You
3: know? <laughs> I,
2: I, I, you know and, and like like now, even even now I I say to some, you know, some younger people, you know, I used to put those papers together by hand. The lines that you see separating the type and the type, the actual type itself, I used to put those put that in place on the page. Or what would be the page by hand, and the actual pictures in the paper we put those together like a puzzle, <laughs> and then they went down on these big uh 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 blocks of uh of of uh I don't know what it was made of down to the print room, and then they were printed. you know we did it all by hand and and I right. say look at look at this paper here, I used to put this together by hand. And they don't. They don't. They're like, "What? No, you got to be kidding me." Yep. Hey, twenty twenty is checking out right now, and he's doing so because his show comes on at nine p.m. tonight, right after mine. Twenty twenty Radio Network. G Ski Rocks. Twenty twenty. Check him out right after me. It is a great show. Blog Talk Radio. You got to do it. Um, We were going to listen to GGT one eighty three, but he has canceled his show for the next couple of days. Is that
3: correct, Bob? Uh, I'm not sure. I know it was last night, but I'm not sure anything more than that, to be honest yeah. with you. I'm really, really not sure. And then last night, because uh, Sarge's wife passed away last, what, about a week and a half ago or something like that? Yeah, and, uh,
2: yeah,
3: yeah. And I know that... He's one uh, of the co-hosts.
2: Yeah, he is a co-host of uh, of uh, Conservative Primetime. He, um, also, uh, Cool Mike has, uh, went, uh, took a ride over to Chicago to, uh, you know, to surprise and support, um... You know, Sarge. Uh, during this time of uh, uh, of uh, grief for his family, so we our heart goes out to him, of course. Hey, what are you gonna do about that uh, that thing I gave you? That information. <laughs> uh, I mean, know but...
1: nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay i just watched an episode of that just a couple days ago
3: (laughs) okay i mean you know i i can you know me i'm not shy (laughs) yeah so if there's somebody willing to do it (laughs) no you're talking to him let let it let it yeah let let him let him go let him go but um you go ahead just one yeah just one more thing real quick i know you got a show to run um yeah, it turns out that uh, you know Obama, like you said, the the bottom up economics maybe it's actually it looks like it's working because poverty levels are on the rise. I <laughs>
1: well, mean, I,
3: it's like <laughs> so his up bottom his bottom up is actually working. We're getting poorer.
2: <laughs> We're getting poorer, and I, I I suspect what he what he really means by bottom up, uh, you know, to go along with what you said is that. You know, the government will give you, you know, food stamps and you know, and uh, or or EBT cards or whatever the hell that thing is. The government will will take care of you, but you know, it'll be bottom up because you know you'll be living from the bottom for a while, and maybe you'll get a chance to move up, but then again, maybe not. You know, when you're living on the government at the government's behest, they can give and they can take away. And what a lot of people don't seem to understand is that the government. Doesn't have a finite amount of money. They don't create wealth. They can print money, but at some point that money becomes, you know, meaningless if there's too much of it floating around. Uh, and and we all understand, you know, what inflation means and 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 what a you know terrible situation that could be for our country. But I tell you what, this guy's is he. The president has exposed himself yet again. Only this time. It seems like it's got legs this time. You know, it's not something that's faded away. And I suspect right. that when I turn on Sean Hannity after this broadcast, of course, while I'm listening to 2020 radio and G Ski, <laughs> um, they're going to be talking about it even again. They're probably going to be a clip. I can almost guarantee it. You know, Sean is, Sean is, is loving this, he's loving it. Anyway, man, our show is almost over. We got less than 4 minutes left. We got to get out of here. Thank you so much for the call. I do appreciate it, my man, and hopefully we'll uh we'll hear more from you in the future.
3: Cool, we'll do. Thanks for taking my call. Doc. Hey, always, you're a welcome. Ple- always a pleasure.
2: All right, man, take
3: care. All right.
2: That was Bob USMC, one cool uh blog talk radio listener, and I, I wonder why he, you know, why he won't um, you know, put put his own show together i mean he's got some really great ideas and we'd love to have him you know on blog talk radio and uh you know talking about uh you know the issues of the day we can always use another great uh blog talk radio host but hey folks it's time to get out of here so once again i'd like to thank everyone for listening you guys have been great and um you know as Ski says um on his show Uh, you've got other places to go and other things to do and you choose to tune into my show and listen for the hour that i'm here and it's an hour of your time that i most appreciate thank you so much god bless you god bless the united states of america and we are out all right